is a bloody disgusting podcast network. We're going to carry on and plan the sequel, because let's face it, baby, these days, you got to have a sequel. Ah! Welcome back to Micro Queers. It's your weekly roundup of queer horror shorts, and I'm Joe. And I'm Trace, and we're talking queer holiday horror, everybody. Yeah, in short form, which is the only reason I ended up saying like, hey, let's try to do this because, of course, this is coming out on Christmas Day, and I don't know how many Christmas-themed queer horror shorts we're going to get, Trace. (laughs) You say that, and we're probably going to get inundated in our email inbox with like a bunch of queer holiday (laughs) horror shorts. (laughs) Bring it on, bitches. (laughs) Until next year. Right. Yeah, no, this one, um, what's in the box? Obviously, it's a play on the seven infamous line, I'm assuming. Oh, you don't think it's a dick in your box kind of thing? Um, no. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought this was okay. It wasn't my favorite thing that we've watched for this series. Yeah, this is very much on the lower budget end. So we've got one actor, one location. I like some of the technical elements. The storytelling is a little bit light. See, I'm kind of wishy-washy on both. There's things I like about both. There's things I don't like. Like, And again, this is so stupid, but it's like this specifically one scene where the lead actor slash writer slash director, William Lott, he has his face like in the camera because he's talking on the phone about the box. Mm-hmm. And he turns around to look at it, and it's clear that the microphone was sitting in front of his face. So when he turned around, the audio got noticeably quieter. So there wasn't a boom mic. It was just like one of these podcast mics, I think, that was sitting in front of his face. So right. I get the low-budget aspect, but something like that, I was like, oh, shit. Like, right. <laughs> that took me out of it a little bit. And, you know, the editing is kind of fun in the beginning. It was a lot of jump cuts. But storytelling-wise, I don't know if it juggled the comedy and the horror tones very well. That was kind of my main issue. The technical stuff I can overlook because low-budget, whatever. I right. don't know if it juggled the tones very well, though. Okay, well, let, let me back up and just do a preface in case people didn't have a oh, chance yeah. to watch this. <laughs> I'm, I just like barreled in there with that. <laughs> shocking, shocking, I say. <laughs> All right, so what's in the box? The logline is, on Christmas Eve, a young queer man, Harper, receives a mysterious present on his doorstep. The present, shall he accept it, promises an unimaginable gift inside. The only catch, he must resist the temptation to open it for 24 hours or something else sinister awaits. So Trace, you mentioned that this is a horror comedy. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think it leans heavy into the comedy at the beginning and then heavier into the horror as the short progresses. And this is only nine minutes, so it's not like there's a huge division, but... What was it about the comedy that you liked or disliked? Yeah, I mean, I I, I thought the editing complemented the humor a little bit. Like, you know, when he's standing outside the door and we're getting all the jump cuts and it's like, okay, cool, we're kind of in a fast-paced type thing going on. He's staring at the box. we got the knife, the close-ups of the knife on it. Like, I got the impression that it was really going for kind of over-the-top. The, the filmmaking itself was over-the-top, which tilted the film more into comedy for me. Okay. I guess maybe juggling the, the tones wasn't the best phrase. It just kind of like switches tones. Mm. I don't know really when the dividing line is there. I probably need to watch it again to really tell you. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I mean, something about the end of this, like with his head exploding, which is a cool little effect given whatever the budget must have been. Right. I'm, I'm not even going to say it went too dark for how light 
it started because we've seen films do that before. Mm -hmm. It just felt too... Like, there wasn't enough runtime in here to make it the transition more seamless. I see. Okay, so it's too expedited because it's almost too short. Yeah, a little bit. I think the lead actor is fine. There was a lot of fixation on his mouth and his eyes. But see, that to me was like trying to build suspense in Mm -hmm. some of the more comedic moments earlier when he's like, oh, I gotta see what's in the box. I can can wait 24 hours. I can do it. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I don't know. I like those moments where he's almost fighting with himself and the cutaways from him to the box and that sort of thing. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's something a little infantile about the idea that you can't resist a gift that arrives on your doorstep. Like, 24 hours is not a long period of time. So I like the central premise, and it felt relatable enough, and the character was likable in that way, because you're like, oh, he's a bit of a goofball. I mean, again, I say this as someone who keeps ordering things on Amazon because the sheer like joy that I get from opening my door and seeing a package there, even though I know what it is, <laughs> just having a gift on my doorstep that I can then open up is wonderful. So I totally get it. Right. I don't know. I, I can't really get into like why this fully didn't work for me, except I just like, I think the poor production value and the mismashing of tones just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Okay. I can see it. I don't fully agree, Mm -hmm. if only because I like the juxtaposition of the music choices, like the leaning into Christmas anthems, like particularly last Christmas. I thought that there was a good comedic stinger. Well, and we've discussed Carol of the Bells and how that's like my ultimate, like, favorite Christmas Christmas carol. (laughs) Yeah. So I think I liked those elements, even though I felt like we were supposed to want to know what was in the box more. And I was like... I mean, we all know he's going to open it, because if not, there's no short. (laughs) I think also we all know that it's going to be something bad. Now, granted, I didn't know it was going to be some demon monster thingamajig, but I figured it was something along those lines. Like, I didn't know it was specifically going to be that. And so we know he's going to open it. We know it's going to end badly for him, probably. Although maybe that was the point, though. Maybe that's why Lot started the short out more lighthearted to mm-hmm. kind of throw you off, to make you think it was going to be something maybe harmless or that it was going to be something silly instead of going to like, oh, a demon thing pops out and explodes his head. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't have those same kinds of issues. I think my biggest issue was I found the reveal a little underwhelming and not so much because the makeup job is a little bit iffy, but... Well, I think that's why when it's when they're show, they're not really showing the monster a lot. It's a lot of quick cuts or weird right. angles on this monster. Yeah, and again, it's a low-budget short. It's mm-hmm. what I expected. And in that regard, it's fine. Yeah. I think it's more that I was hoping we were going to get something a little Krampus-y, like Dark Elves or something like that. So as much as I enjoyed a very large man or a very large demon coming out of a relatively medium-sized box, I thought that was fun. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, I thought, oh, okay, it's just a guy. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I realize I'm being a bit of a Grinch here on Christmas Day. <laughs> Jesus Christ, who shot on your Christmas Day, Travis? I know, no. I mean, again, like, I didn't dislike this. I just thought it was kind of fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Like, how you feel about Krampus. <laughs> Fair enough, touche. <laughs> All right, well, I mean, we don't need to belabor the point. So tell me this. If you had more money and a longer runtime, would you be interested in this short as something feature length or just longer? I think just longer. I think it kind of gives you a Tales from the Crypt vibe, right? Because it's that morality tale. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. I could see it being 
like an episode of something. And but I would honestly say like a 30 minute episode, not an right. hour long episode. <laughs> yeah, like an anthology short. I think you hit the nail on the head with Tales from the Crypt because I could totally see this as a grudge or a ring like thing where if you open the box before you end up dying and then it goes on to like the person you last spoke to on the phone or something right. like that. Because I did like the fact that the box shows up at his friend's house at the end. That oh, okay, the cycle will begin anew. You know, I do like that, but at the same time, I was also kind of like, oh, that's it. Like, okay, like that, that, mm-hmm. that, that's what we're getting. So I simultaneously appreciated the simplicity of it while also being kind of annoyed by it. Well, I think that's the thing, right? It's an interesting enough premise that you would like to see a little bit more, and this nine minutes just isn't quite doing it. And I do also get the impression that maybe this was a little hastily constructed, like, hey, the holiday's coming up, wouldn't it be fun to make a queer horror short in time for the season? And I don't know, this is just a little rough around the edges, but I think with a bit more time and a bit more money, this could be something fun. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you could say that about a lot of things. So, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you could, Grinchy. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm really sorry. I don't disagree, and I do. I, I would like to see what could be done with this premise because I think I think it could be fun. Right. As it stands, I think it's a decent short. It's okay. just there. Well, uh, the good news is is that William Lott has done a couple of other horror shorts with his company Backlot. Oh, that's clever. I see what he did there. (laughs) So perhaps we will check in and see what some of the other shorts are like, and maybe you will like some of those a little bit more. Oh, 100%. I'm always down to watch it, and I I hope he keeps making more so we can keep seeing him evolve as a filmmaker. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, anything left to add, Joe? No, I mean, except for, you know, happy holidays, everybody. I thought you were going to say happy Christmas, and I was like, Joe, we are not in the UK. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love to say happy Christmas. Really? Oh my god. I think I first heard that. It's not important. <laughs> I say it because of Harry Potter. Merry Christmas to people who celebrate it and happy holidays to everyone else. Kwanzaa, sure. Hanukkah, mm-hmm. all that jazz. Yeah. And on that note, we can cross out what's in the box. Yes. And cross out micro queers for the year 2020. Yeah.